0: Hi there, this is Brian Barnett with The Last Symptom. When I started The Last Symptom, I never in a million years imagined it would grow as it has. In these early shows especially, audio quality was often iffy, and there were references to services or online groups that are outdated and no longer in use. Great improvements have been made. Where should you go for all of the most up-to-date resources that I offer? thelastsymptom.com is my permanent website full of free resources where everything is always up to date and that I encourage you to refer back to often there are also a few modest paid resources at thelastsymptom.com these support my efforts and have allowed the last symptom to exist for as long as it has these include one-on-one phone conversations with me one-on-one Zoom video calls with me, and perhaps most importantly, the Last Symptom Fundamentals course, which is a two-week, intensive, pre-recorded online video course that is far superior to things like DBT. The Last Symptom has a flourishing YouTube and Rumble channel, where I publish regular orange slices, which are condensed video insights of five or ten minutes in length. If you're just now discovering the last symptom, welcome. I hope you will find every insight and resource you need here for authentic and permanent recovery from emotional disorders, such as borderline personality disorder. Now on to the show. Brian Barnett is just a regular guy. He's not a doctor. He has no legal license in any field of mental health nor emotional health. Brian Barnett merely shares the insights he has gained from his personal experiences for anybody who may choose to use such information as they individually and personally choose while accepting full responsibility for their own individual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Brian Barnett assumes no responsibility whatsoever for anybody's individual choice to expose himself or herself to any information that Brian Barnett shares and by listening to this program you are acknowledging that you and only you are responsible for your own thoughts feelings and behaviors happy Thursday everybody this is Brian Barnett welcome back to the last symptom it's icy and snowy here today so no babysitters on the road so I've got my uh, my daughter here with me I've got two cats and I got a dog Uh, My attempt to keep them all quiet for the next, let's say, 20 minutes is going to be a real treat. Plus, if you'll remember, I'm in Appalachia, so nobody around me has a working muffler on their car. (laughs) So I've got to try to uh, work between them as well. I have said that people with borderline personality disorder cannot experience genuine empathy. Now, this created quite a storm on my group recently, and so I reckon it's time to talk about this. Why do people choose to go to see sad movies? Why would people choose to do that? Well, they do, and uh, while they're there, is what they feel for the characters empathy? When you go to see a sad movie, is that what you're feeling for the characters on the screen? Empathy? Sympathy is feeling for somebody, and empathy is feeling as they feel. It's like you being in their position, feeling what they feel. So a lot of people with borderline personality disorder say, well, heck, that's me. I absorb whatever other people are feeling, and it affects me profoundly. I even channel it into my sad songs and my art. But genuine, healthy empathy is entirely altruistic. And what that means is that it's experienced in the interest of the other person, not for one's own interests. Furthermore, genuine empathy results in some form of positive action. It affects you so that you act positively in the interest of the other person. Genuine empathy doesn't use people as if they were characters in a movie in order to suck up and absorb feelings for its own experience or needs. There are two primary reasons that people with borderline personality disorder and other emo- emotional disorders experience faux empathy or fake empathy. We're going to talk about both of them today. Why do people go to sad movies? Why do you, when you go to a movie and you know it's going to be sad, why do you do that to yourself? Well, you do it for what the experience provides you. There's a sort of sweet, poetic, selfish pleasure in absorbing the feelings coming off the screen of being immersed in a story of pain without actually having to suffer the realities of that pain ourselves, of having it interfere with our lives or affect our behaviors and choices unselfishly. Think about that. You know, when you go see Saving Private Ryan... You know you're not going to get shot and killed, and you're not going to suffer the loss of your comrades. But while you're there, you feel that, don't you? You feel like you've suffered the loss of a comrade. But it's a safe situation for you. You don't walk out of the movie theater, you know, afraid for your life or suffering shell shock. It's an experience that you get to have with no real investment. Only an emotional investment, but as soon as you leave the theater, you go back to your life the way things are. You live the way you want to live. The sort of empathy that people with borderline personality disorder have, who fancy themselves as empaths, is an illusion. They're lying to themselves. Their empathy is not true empathy. Absorbing other people's feelings for what it provides you is not genuine empathy. What they experience is pretty similar to the experience movies provide, or sad songs, or gloomy works of art. They feel what they feel for what it does for them. It's not a selfless experience in the interest of others. And it results in no real positive, healthy change of behaviors. For example, genuine empathy... Polices our behavior and thoughts in that it helps us feel what our actions might cause somebody we care about to feel as a result of our thoughts or behaviors. This thing causes us to avoid thinking or doing certain things, even if nobody but us might ever know about it. For example, would your wife would your wife ever know if you choose to keep thinking about having sex with your secretary? No. And maybe a lot of people say it doesn't hurt anybody to think such things. But genuine empathy for your wife, if you authentically love her, would prevent it nevertheless. Why? Because you can feel the pain that she would feel. And whether or not she ever actually found out about it is irrelevant. You see, it's irrelevant if she ever found out about it. It's irrelevant if she ever knows that you've been thinking that way. Empathy would cause you to police yourself if you're genuinely experiencing empathy toward her. And here's where I have to make a disclaimer that having an affair in and of itself is not proof of emotional unhealth. Never confuse what I speak about with you as being a conversation over what is good or bad. My only interest here is in speaking about things in terms of emotionally healthy versus emotionally unhealthy. So try to remember that as you listen to these podcasts. Having an affair in itself is not not a sign of emotional unhealth. I'll say it again. Having an affair in itself is not a sign of emotional unhealth. Emotionally healthy adult people choose to have affairs all the time. Again, I haven't said anything about it being good or bad. That's a moral conversation. I'm not having a moral conversation with you. I'm having emotional health conversations with you. I bring this up because one person wrote me recently and said, Now, this is specifically for those who are trying to harmonize what they're learning here with God's perspective of things. All right, so it's not for my atheist listeners, but the person said, You say that emotionally healthy parents don't raise emotionally unhealthy children, and yet God parented the angels perfectly, and still many have fallen. Now, she raises a legitimate point, but what's happening here is that she's confusing the idea of emotional health and emotional unhealth with principles of good and bad, and they aren't the same thing. Did God create emotionally unhealthy angels? No. The angels leaving their place in heaven had nothing to do whatsoever with poor emotional health they were perfect spirit creatures with perfect emotional health. So creatures with perfect emotional health merely exercise their free will to disobey God. See, one does not determine the other. Emotionally, think about this. Emotionally unhealthy people are still able to do good things, aren't they? And emotionally healthy people are able to do bad things. Good and bad has nothing whatsoever to do with emotional health or emotional unhealth. It's apples and oranges, two entirely different conversations. Briefly, what is emotional health? Have we ever defined it? Emotional health is the proper, balanced view of the nature and value of one's self and of one's feelings, And by extension, the proper view of everybody's inherent value and feelings. As well as recognizing where one's individual inherent rights, responsibility, and authority begin and end. That is emotional health. So everything that falls outside of that does not involve emotional health or unhealth. Now, back to empathy. People with borderline personality disorder strongly experience and absorb emotions from others, not in selfless interest of the other person, even, even though they may think that that's what they're doing. Rather, they do it for their own selfish needs and experience. They do it in part for what we just mentioned, the same reason you enjoy certain sad movies. The reality is that people with borderline personality disorder cannot experience genuine empathy as long as they live with the disorder, because the disorder, the very nature of the disorder, does not allow it. The reason why so many people with borderline personality disorder believe that they are empaths and the reason that they feel these emotions deeply and selfishly and become artists and whatnot is because they're intimacy deficient. And they've been so for their entire life, so they have this tremendous human need that never gets fulfilled, a great big hole inside of them, and this faux empathy serves as an inferior substitute for what they genuinely need. Now, I lost a handful of members from my education group the day I addressed this subject there. The reason is that too many people with emotional disorders fancy themselves as empaths. I, I say that in quotes. They want so much to believe that this is a sort of positive superpower that they possess. That the disorder has given them this positive superpower of empathy. Many have taken great uh, comfort in this bullshit for a long time. And now I come along and I say, no, you're incapable of experiencing genuine empathy. You don't know what empathy is. The very nature of the disorder Disallows it. <sighs> Holy macro, it's like uh, insulting their mothers. They're not prepared for this. They desperately want to believe what they take comfort in believing. They're entirely unwilling to consider that their distorted idea of empathy is not representative of genuine empathy. That feeling things strongly or being able to identify feelings in others is not the same as empathy. Borderline personality disorder does not gift its sufferer with anything positive, okay? If you have genuinely good qualities, they are your positive qualities despite, despite borderline personality disorder, not because of it. But the disorder itself does not have any positive side effects. None. None at all. So it hasn't given you super emp- empathy superpowers, it only interferes and disrupts the natural gifts you could be enjoying fully. As selfless as folks with borderline personality disorder believe their empathy is, it is not selfless. Rather, it's self serving. Now, let's take my brother as an example. He's an alcoholic, so in the past, he stewed in thoughts of suicide. He destroyed himself with alcohol and cigarettes daily. He behaved in destructive behaviors reflective of his subconscious self-loathing. And also, because he's such an empathetic person, and I say that in air quotes, he goes out and spends every evening with my grandpa as he dies of cancer, just so he won't be alone. My brother buys him a nice watch, even though he's on his deathbed. He never forgets people's anniversaries and always tries to be mindful of their feelings to drop in and check in on him? Is this genuine empathy? After all, he's going out of his way to show great concern for others, isn't he? The answer is no, and I'll tell you why. It's because he's not fixing himself. Genuine empathy would have him fixing himself since this is overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly what those who care for him Desire more than anything. So, where is his ability to sense these things from others and then allow his behavior to be influenced by it? Now, listen to this. He is the greatest cause of the pain he is supposedly so empathetic to. He has three little girls. Do you know what they want more than anything? For him to stop being drunk, to stop smelling like cigarettes, to stop having vicious fights with their mother. They want an emotionally healthy father. They want this more than anything. If he's such an empathetic person, where is his ability to sense this and be influenced by it? The illusion of empathy is not the same thing as genuine empathy. And this brings us to the primary purpose, the second purpose for the reason this false empathy exists in the first place. All my brother does by sitting with grandpa and buying watches and dropping in for visits is avoiding the things that genuine empathy calls for. This is the primary purpose for false empathy. It is a way to excuse what one is not doing. To work on oneself, to fix oneself. That's what the people who love my brother want more than anything in this world. And yet he does not do it. You see, he's too busy compensating for what he should do but is not doing by drowning out feelings and buying watches and creating the illusion of genuine empathy. You see his empathy is penance. His empathy is penance or compensation for his failure to demonstrate real empathy, genuine empathy. Genuine empathy does not serve as a form of penance or compensation. And fake empathy cannot make up for the absence of genuine empathy. It doesn't make up for what one should be doing, but is failing to do. God forbid one ever realizes the difference. That, that would mean a lot of genuinely hard, genuinely altruistic work, wouldn't it? Now, for those of you who are currently working to recover from an emotional disorder, don't let me convince you that your empathy is not improving. The important point is this. Your ability to experience genuine empathy is improving in equal percentage to the rate that your underlying borderline personality disorder is improving overall. Eliminating borderline personality disorder eliminates all of its symptoms and effects. And this does not happen overnight. It's a process. So if you're genuinely eliminating the distorted core beliefs at the root of the disorder, which we've defined many times, well then the effects of those distorted core beliefs are also being eliminated in equal measure including the blockage to experiencing genuine empathy. So do not let me define your recovery for you. Only you will know this and very likely you'll only fully recognize your true progress after you've long passed a certain mark. So that's the way it happened with me. I looked back and said, oh, you know it's been a year now and I haven't I haven't suffered any of the symptoms of borderline personality disorder. So, you know, it was like a year after I was cured of the disorder that I realized, hey, I'm cured of the the disorder. The naturally resulting symptoms from the two distorted core beliefs disappeared once the distorted core beliefs had been replaced. Don't let me discourage you or define your recovery for you. Folks, that's all I've got for now. I'm out of time. A lot of distractions. I'm sure that there are going to be some background noise on this. Uh, Forgive me. My daughter even farted during the show. so (laughs) I don't know if that'll make it in there or not. Um, Boy, that'd be a ratings bump, wouldn't it? I hope you have a good week, and I'll talk to you soon. This is Brian Barnett, signing out.